0: Welcome to another episode of a Truly Candid Podcast, and today I have my good friend with me, Star. Star? Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, everyone? (laughs) So, we've been doing some talking, as as we always do, and the biggest thing that we were talking about, um, which I thought was really good, was giving credit where credit is due. Um, And I'm going to pump her up a little bit, because... She's not a person that likes to brag on herself, but y'all, she's doing some amazing stuff. And this is where this conversation came from. So let's just talk about a few of your most recent accomplishments. Cause you know, if we go over all your accomplishments, I I don't even know if my session will record this long. (laughs) We go over all your accomplishments, but most recently, tell us what you've done. So
1: most recently, um, The main thing is, I completed my master's degree. Um, Mm. It took. Congrats, congrats. Yeah, it took a very long time to do. Um, If you all listen to the Lotus Star Show, then you know that uh, Lotus and I, we spend a lot of time talking about uh, just that journey for me. But that it took a while for me to do it. But during that process, I've also done a lot of other great things that I never really considered to be super great until mm. great friends like Chris just decided to say, you know what? That's pretty dope. And I'll be honest, some of my, I didn't realize we're super dope. Uh, so something I have coming up, I'm going to actually be presenting at a national conference, which is, I know is huge. Oh, it's I'm huge. <laughs> It's like, hey, you know, that's that's kind of relate to work. So I it was hard for me to see it as a really big deal. Um, but also like recently I did a whole poster session at NC State University. That's where I went to school. And that was pretty, I mean, it was dope, but in the meantime, I was like, oh, this just little. Poster thing, it's no big deal. Again, like thinking it's no big deal, but I was around so many other scholars and people of academia, and it was, it was really neat to be around and and truly see them and mm. and I think for me, like oftentimes, I was thinking, you know, when we were talking about the topic. Why is the struggle? Like, why does that struggle exist for for me? For our share? listeners,
0: we we got to explain that. All right, so when we have this conversation, yeah, there were so many good things that Star is doing. I mean, like, killing the game. But it's yeah. always kind of like, well, that's that. Now I'm on to the next thing. And the biggest thing is that's a great attitude to have. But we have to satisfy ourselves sometimes. You have to pat yourself on the back because not a lot of other people will. I'm not going to say nobody will because you always have people in your corner for the most part. But sometimes if you don't have a person in your corner or maybe that person doesn't understand what you just did, you, among all people, understand. And you have to be able to pat yourself on the back at least to say, I scratched off something that I wanted to accomplish. And a lot of times we don't do that. Now, there are some of us that do. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the back person like, oh, man, I took the trash out, pat myself on the back. You know, <laughs> sometimes you run across people that can do that and they're okay with doing that. I believe I'm a person that's okay with doing that. But we're having a conversation because Star has done so much and she just keeps going forward. But I say this because you got to take a moment to look back at what you did and yeah. celebrate the accomplishment that not only did you set your mind to it, but that you actually went forward and trying to accomplish it and you did accomplish it. And so that's what we were talking about the the previous conversation where she's up to the point now where she says, you know, I might have a problem not being able to do that. And on the other hand, I might have a problem doing that a little too much. (laughs) So we have to balance each other out. So from that point, what do you think is the issue or, or the not even say it's a problem because it's not necessarily bad. But what do you think is the? I don't know. I don't even know the word of why you're doing what you're doing, how you're doing it that way. Right, right. And I was thinking about that. I was like, <laughs>
1: so I was, I was jotting down my notes, and I was like, humility. And I was like, you know what? That's not it. It's not <laughs> that I am like humble, and that I don't, I don't like to brag on myself. I realize it's it's like what you said I go from I go with the motion like I keep going, right? Mm. Um I give myself very little time to truly reflect on what I did or what I'm working on or what I've accomplished and before I'm moving on to the next thing. Mm. And okay. That's the struggle that I have because, you know, oftentimes I feel like I'm doing it and I'm in the moment of the, of the action, you know, Mm -hmm. but the issue becomes after, especially at work. I think about that. That's my easiest example at work (laughs) or even better yet, um, so I just wrapped up this huge event that I pretty much planned all year round. As soon as I'm done, I'm planning again on what makes it different, how to make it better. Mm-hmm. And we're reaching like 3,000 third graders. So it's a huge event, tons of logistics, tons of planning. And it's, a again, a week long. But immediately after, so I had the weekend. But by that Monday, I was moving on to another program or another big, big something that I need mm. to focus on. So I don't I don't give myself the time to do that
0: reflection is what I think. So what do you think you're missing? Do you think you're missing anything by not doing a reflection?
1: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. For I would say honestly, from work, i um, being able to write it down and have my own kind of analysis. I don't really get to do that Mm. because I'm always just going and going to the next thing and going to the next thing. So I, I kind of short myself on doing that. I'll get analysis from people. I'll get evaluations to know how things went from people But I don't give myself time to figure out, um, like, what. And I feel like there is just a matter of me finding the time. And I think including in personal life, like, finding that time
0: to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think one of the biggest things of finding the time is actually sitting down to acknowledge that you need to make the time for X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be. Um, And we talked about patting ourselves on the back, but you know, that's something else that you got to sit down and actually make time for, or in the opposite stance, sometimes we go through things and we need to unpack those things that we go through because if we don't, and we just keep moving forward, you know, the feelings, whatever may happen later on from that action may not actually get a chance to really register with us until later down the road. And you can be in a perfectly good place. For example, and then you just have a moment where you realize, oh, crap, I never really unpacked what I went through back there. So it can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing, um, you know, what, what you're going to unpack, you know, successfully accomplishing a collegiate idea or, you know, dealing with some, I don't know, some terrible trauma, some bad feelings or whatever else. But no matter yeah. what, we always have to take the time to unpack that. Yeah. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I'm a person... Like I said, I pat myself on the back, but if something bad happens or if something traumatic happens, I'm a person that I keep going now. So yeah, I'm kind mm-hmm. of messed up in that. And I know that because it'll be like, all right, I just graduated college. Cool. Pat myself on the back, pat myself on the back. Give me them applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something bad happens. Like I had a, a really bad uh, ending to a relationship and instead of sitting there and, and like, Taking a minute and mourning the relationship, whether it ended on the terms I wanted to or not, I didn't. I just was like, you know what? I don't got time for this. Just keep going. You got other things to worry about. You got, you know, kids, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I never took the time to unpack it until, ooh, I don't know, a year later. I think it was a year to the day. And then I was like, man, I couldn't believe that happened. And for a moment, in all transparency, oh, man, I had a, a like a temporary breakdown. I had to just caught myself staring at a mountain. thinking about everything Uh, I went through the year before. And then I was like, man. And I mean, I remember calling my mom and saying, I don't think I ever took the time to really just be in that moment of, I can't believe this happened this way. And oftentimes,
1: especially I feel like for traumatic or like hard situations, we don't. I think as a culture, unfortunately i think we were taught to push through oh
0: yeah now yeah. by no means am i saying my parents were horrible i'm not saying that right but i am saying i learned from my dad keep pushing yeah i definitely did um and i don't think that's necessarily something that was just him alone you're right as a culture especially as a man you're told to keep going you it's don't have time to lay down on the couch and cry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially for
1: for men. Like, you know, you have to like keep going, um keep pushing and most important like not giving up. You know, like oh, yeah. we can't give up. So, you got to keep going regardless of how hard it may be. Even I feel like regardless of how good it could be going too. You got to keep on pushing. And that's that's, true. that's really what I feel like I kind of do. I think about like Finding Nemo or Finding Dory. And Dory <laughs> Just, keep <was> like, <laughs> Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Like that's what I do. But but Dory did a lot of celebration. Like, yay, I found
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. She did some celebrations at a time <laughs> when it wasn't needed, or right. we don't know what we're celebrating. But all right, you yeah. know. Um, but I do think as crazy. It's funny that you mentioned it. As crazy as Dory was she kept herself on an even keel for, for the most part. Absolutely. Like she would be pretty sad. There would be moments that she'd forget things, but she wouldn't get down about that. Yeah. Cause she would get that she forgot <laughs> and keep <laughs> yeah. being happy. Um. And I think for me, I, I do try to balance things out, but I realized um, later on that I was terrible about it. Like I told you, I guess maybe I would pat myself on the back because I didn't want to worry about the things that weren't going good. And I was going to celebrate the things that worked. But I think each one of them needs an equal amount of attention. Uh, Attention, excuse me.
1: Yeah. So even with that, like, do you you tend to brag on the small things? Or do you even acknowledge, like, those bigger things? Because I think there's a difference on when we brag or when we just, like, acknowledge,
0: okay, I was able to do that. Okay, so... Everything evenly. Um, I'll say, yes, I do definitely, definitely go out for the big things. Um, And and most of the time, it's not something that I'll, you know, go on social media and say X, Y, and Z, you know, but for me, I will honestly look myself in the mirror and be like, yo, you did that. Congratulations. Like, it doesn't matter if anyone else tells you, we know what we did. We know what we set up. We know how we did it. And we know the result of that. Um, And I do the same thing for small things, too, because believe it or not, everybody has some part of their job that they believe is meaningless and they don't get the credit that they deserve. Right. Uh, So I give myself the credit. (laughs) (laughs) I I go home and I'll be like, yo, you really killed that meeting today. Nobody's going to tell you this because it's what you're supposed to do. But there are people out there that aren't doing that. So congratulations for doing the job that you were hired to do. And I know people be like, but that's what you're supposed to do. I know. But still, I'm going to tell myself I'm doing a good job at what I'm supposed to be doing because there are people that are not doing what they're supposed to be doing every day. It's mm-hmm. easier to sit down and say, you know, I don't feel like this today versus I'm going to go to work and I'm going to give 110% and no, 100% because that's all you can give. I'm going to give 100% and I'm going to do what I have to do. The end. Every day is a battle. So I'm not going to say every day I commend myself, but, you know, after something pretty good, like, I don't know, prime example, I had a meeting with 17 people I had never met and they're pretty high up in the, you know, in the chain, so to speak. And when I walked out of the room, uh, as I exited the room, somebody was like, oh, that was a good one. That was a good briefing. I wasn't, I was thinking it was going to be something else. So that's normal though, right? Because you're supposed to give a good briefing. That's yeah, no briefer is supposed to suck, <laughs> right? But when you walk out and you're just like, I know, even without that person telling me that or uh, overhearing that person say that, I knew what I did, and I was like, Yep, I got that one, I nailed it. So I go outside, I get in the car, and of course, and I'm putting on a seatbelt and buckling up for a second. I look in the rearview mirror and say, Ta, <laughs> you did that, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And people will probably say, Oh, well, you got to keep psyching yourself up yes you do i don't know a person that can go without any kind of self confidence boost you know it's self-confidence you have to be confident in yourself and sometimes you have to make yourself confident nobody else should be doing that for you um even though that person was nice enough to kind of let that slip out of uh, walking out don't know if that was meant for me or not but i definitely took it Those are the best ones when you can hear it and you just know, oh, like, oh, yeah. you, know you killed it, you know? like, And it gives confirmation to exactly what you felt in the first place. Right, right. You're like, oh, I did good. And someone's like, oh, he did good. Yes, I, I knew it. Thank you. Uh, but those, important, those yeah. pads on the back are important, not just for, I mean, I'm not trying to get all into sociology and psychology and everything, but, you know, your ego and what you need versus, yeah. you know, how you want to celebrate. Some people understand there are certain things that they want to do, like the, the ego and the id kind of thing. Yeah, there's something you yeah. want to do, but you understand it's not important, or excuse me, you understand it's not appropriate, so you don't celebrate it in that way, so you come up with a small little thing that, hey, you know, all right, I'll just tell myself I did really good rather than to go out here and drink 96 beers. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah. You still have to pat yourself <laughs> on the back and reward yourself. Right. So and, something you stated earlier. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, you're good. I'm yep. No, <laughs> no, I'm saying something you stated earlier that you said as a culture, we just get told to keep moving.
1: Yeah. I think so. Like I I think about my mom. Like she just kind of she kept moving. You know, mm-hmm. it there was no no celebration or complaining. Like we just kept moving. Um, like even like my dad, he's very much so like that. Like, so I, I could just come from a family of people who are like that, but mm-hmm. I still don't think it's, I don't think it's humility. I think it's just being taught just to keep on moving. I feel like culturally, we as uh, like African Americans struggle with celebrate, especially depending on where we are in like this ladder of professional work.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel. Agreed.
1: So the <laughs> the higher we get up there, I think the easier it becomes. But when you're like right at the middle, you're just trying to get to the top.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's like I'm just gonna keep on pushing until I get to like that that mark where I'm like, yes, this is it right here. This is mm-hmm. it. And I'll celebrate like my masters. Oh, I celebrate that. I knew oh, yeah. I worked hard. <laughs> I knew I I knew I deserved it, but Just as much as my master's was important, me being able to knock out this event with 3,000 third graders was just as important. Like that was massive handling, planning, doing, coordinating. It was massive, like in four days, like it, it was massive amounts of little people. And the work. And I should be able to celebrate that just as equally as my master's. Because if I'm looking for another job, both of those are applicable.
0: Mm. So how did you do that? Did you go about taking a moment to just think about that? or Either of them. Um, well, for my master's,
1: oh, I had a whole photo shoot. And I celebrated honestly each moment there. Mm. I celebrated as I did my initial thesis proposal to my committee, and that went really well. So I celebrated that. And I celebrated my thesis defense, which was huge, 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 sharing my research. To a group of people and people in academics who are very knowledgeable on the topic, but not quite knowledgeable on my topic, to being able to share that and knowing what a big deal it was, as well as having a supportive circle who joined me to listen in was important. Um, And then leading up to graduation, I did my photo shoot. I had like this whole social media thing, but within myself, I did journaling. Like when I have like time and really want to like clear my mind, I journal because mm. I'm always a writer. That's what I say. I'm a I'm always a writer, academically or creatively. I'm a writer, and I I journal. So whenever I do like want to just dump through all my thoughts. Like you said, that year later to the day when you can actually reflect, sometimes my journaling isn't like day by day, but it's more so once I'm able to reflect on a moment. So it's there and sometimes not necessarily like publicly,
0: you know? Mm. And you know what I like about that? I think journaling is great um, for people who, actually want to partake in it because you can always go back and read exactly how you felt. And it's true to you at that particular moment. So do you ever go back and just read those moments again as a a kind of tribute to what you did? Oh my gosh, 100%.
1: I (laughs) do that every single time. Um, I have journals for years, like even like high school journals. So I wrote about Mm. everything. And there, you know, it's like daily. But when I actually started really looking back and just even seeing the growth, that was amazing. Or how much honestly, I think I celebrated the small things younger than I do now at my age. Hmm.
0: Now I'm not I was trying like, to get extra deep or anything else like that, but
1: oh, just I'm thinking about I'm what I'm you with said.
0: You there. <laughs> I think I celebrated things younger, too, um, more publicly, should I say. Like I was, I was the person, if I scored a goal or a touchdown or something like that, that there was going to be a celebration for people to see. And now that you're talking about being um, in the workforce and being professional, it kind of makes me think as a culture, we, we do tend to celebrate things more privately because we don't want a lot of attention drawn to ourselves. I can't speak for anybody else. I'm speaking for myself. Right. But I've learned sometimes in a professional setting, even though you're supposed to be one team, one fight, so to speak, there are people that don't like you, and you should not celebrate in front of them because it brings unnecessary attention to you. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's, that's a part of why I, I might celebrate in private. Like, yes, I might throw a whole party for myself in private. But publicly, I'll just nod my head and have the humility, like you said. Thank you very much, and you leave. Then you walk outside the room, and you'd be like, "Who killed it?" You know, that's that's what I do. You know, um, and I was thinking about when you said that. I was like, "That's true." Um, culturally, that's yeah. that's something that African Americans have had to deal with for a long time. Doing something the right way, but knowing you can't really be too happy about it because maybe people won't feel the same way that you feel, and now there's a target on your back.
1: Right, right. and even like depending on the work that you do, like I'm sure the work that you experience in the military is probably a lot of that like just people one, you got so many people in higher ranks than you and what type of how they could be thinking about what you are seeing like you say you're briefing um their analytics or thought process and everything else like that so, Knowing that while also you could have co-workers on the same end, like, shoot, I wish I was doing that briefing. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's definitely those things. And we do it oftentimes, but sometimes that's, that's whenever I'm the strongest in whatever mm-hmm. it is that I'm doing. Because I'm like, I know you might not like what I'm about to do.
0: I'm going to show up anyways. And I'm Mm -hmm. making sure that you see it. (laughs) And there's just a lot of aspects to what you just said. I know you may not like what I'm about to do. Well, why may they not like it? They may not like it because, one, they wanted it to be them. Yeah. (laughs) Two, they want you to fail so they can sit back and laugh. You know, some people feel that they're going to be pushed up a notch because you put yourself down a notch. Or or you may not perform up to a certain level. Um, Right. So, yes, there's a lot of that. And three, yeah. I mean, sometimes it could be the person you're delivering the message to that just for some particular reason would feel more comfortable with someone else delivering the message. Nothing yeah. that you've done wrong. It's just, <laughs> I don't like you. I'm not particularly fond of you for whatever reason I may have. I'll find a reason. It's Tuesday. I don't like you. Yeah. You face that. And that's that's a part of the reason why I do celebrate the way that I celebrate. It's, it's private, but it's definitely an uplifting session because... You'll face some some people that you would never expect that want you not to do as well as you'd want to do. Right. The <laughs> adversity crazy is crazy. Right? No. Yeah.
1: Like that's that's real. And oftentimes they're right beside you, right? Yes. They're, yes, they're they right are. <laughs> so I yeah. And it makes me push harder. And I think that's why sometimes it's hard to really acknowledge it because I'm like, well, I know that so and so is not happy about this decision, but I still gotta do it, you know, because that's yep. what I gotta do. And but it doesn't matter because I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can what I can accomplish. I know what I can do.
0: Absolutely, and that once again it goes back to what we said earlier self-confidence the confidence yep. you have in yourself to to get whatever to uh, get done accomplished yeah so yep. for those listening, it's okay to pat yourself on the back, but you should definitely be wary of the company you may do it in it's It's better to do it at the house. Let me just say it like that. <laughs> pat yourself on the back of the house. Um, because you never know the person that's around you. They may pop bottles and celebrate with you and be thinking about how to take you down at the same time. Yeah. And that's not something you want to necessarily ruin your celebration. And I'm not trying to say this to be negative, Nancy, but it's true. It is true. As Star said, sometimes just the closest people to us, the people in there cutting the cake with us that don't like what we're doing or how we're going about it or they don't like the success that we're having.
1: Yeah. Yeah, even like, but I think, yes, you're cutting your cake and bread, right? But Mm -hmm. doing it with that close, tightest of circle ever. And that's why I really made my circle super small.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Like, my circle is way smaller than what it used to be. I think all of us are, is, like, much smaller than what it used to be. But it was important to know who's going to who's going to be there to celebrate with me and mm-hmm. and for me. I think that was the
0: key. Like not just with me, but for me. Okay. So and- what what helped you make that decision? Because that's that's something I think a lot of us have trouble. And I'm I'm one of the people too, because I've been caught up with, you know, people that have been like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go to the top together. And then when I make it to where I want to go to, not necessarily the top, but when I make it to my destination, I have to look back and realize like, man, I wish so-and-so could have been here, but they didn't want to be here with me. What makes you, when you get to your point, say, these are the people that can come cut cake with me?
1: Honestly, I think it's those who... Those who... Do the like the check-ins, you know they mm-hmm. they tend to have. I feel like just as much of a buy-in as I do in okay. in my life, if if not more. You know, like sometimes they they're willing to put in just as much time and my effort, but it's also an even exchange, you know. I think mm. any type of like friendship or relationship, it, there has to be like a nice even exchange. I'm supporting you just as much as you support me. Like oh, it's, true. it's a winning, it's a winning circle of people. Yeah, And I've, I've experienced enough to know when, when it was time to like, okay, let me kind of phase this person out or let's, adjust
0: who really gets in to that circle. Oh, okay. Now, yes, we're talking about patting ourselves on the back, but this is really important. I swear this is like uh, in top five life lessons, understanding when to phase certain people out is so important. <laughs> Absolutely. And I I didn't get good at learning how to do that until probably like two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is, I think that's something we should learn early as, I know it's it's going to be difficult because we're younger and we're, we're not as mature and we don't understand things, but understanding when the end of the road for somebody is the end of the road, it's not necessarily something to mourn and be like, oh man, I can never talk to them again. Not necessarily saying that. Right. But as far as you traveling with me, it stops here.
1: Absolutely. And- it's biblical, you know? <laughs> but it's like Jesus and disciples, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody was in town. So everybody saw it. You know, everybody saw Jesus coming in, Palm Sunday. Um, everyone saw me, Like, waving the palms, celebrating him, everything else like that. Um, so it's kind of like social media. I have, like, my mind is, like, wheeling right now. So I'm thinking about like so no, you, good. Be, you know, we, we can do this post, and it's oh yeah. I just did A, B, C. Everyone congratulates mm-hmm. me, all the likes and everything else. But then you have these conversations with that deeper circle, and that deeper circle are are chosen. You know, they're yeah, That's just and, a little few. Yeah. And it's intentionally chosen because Mm. of that exchange and that support and in the ones who you know, I mean, granted, you know, there was a backstabber, but (laughs) 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 in an ideal world, you know, you have people who are going to be in that chosen few that's going to support you and going to cheer you on. But then you have to go and be to yourself, and that's true. And cheer yourself on too. And I know for myself, I I do a lot of the chosen few, <laughs> and then getting to getting to that by myself time. That's where that's where my struggle is. But and I'm working on it. I do it sometimes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got this the small things but most of the time it's just the big ones but it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's finding that, that that small few and like you said about is it, understanding and seeing it at a younger age um but i've always been selective in for the most part honestly by high school oh that was pretty selective in who got <laughs> in my circle um, because you see, and that's what I tell my nieces and my nephews and my godkids now, like, your friendship's changed. Like, it's ebb and flow, um, like, those who are going to be there for you, because it could be somebody, like you said, who who isn't necessarily there for you, really just, like, envious of you.
0: Oh, yeah. They're along for the ride. They enjoy what they see from you, but they don't necessarily care that you have it. They just right. like being a part of it. Like, oh, that's cool. We're always doing fun stuff. And the moment the fun stuff stops, what do they say? I'm mm-hmm. done.
1: <laughs> yeah. They disappear, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there is something
0: that happens often times. And you mentioned backstabbers. That's mm-hmm. the that's part of this, too. That's, I think... One of the biggest driving forces of friendships is, is being burned a couple of times. We, we learn sometimes yeah. in all situations where sometimes we're not, sometimes not going to say sometimes, excuse me. We're not always the good guys. Sometimes we are the bad guys. That's the role we're playing in a situation, whether it be by accident or, you know, maliciously, either way around, we understand that, Hey, I'm not always the good guy and sometimes I'm the bad guy. And then for other people, doesn't mean they're necessarily bad people, but we don't like the actions that they pulled. And we learn okay. where to set our boundaries at. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And and I think that's a part of how we show up for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Is even okay. whenever we have those like those backstabbers, or people who say things in um and maybe they're not fully celebrating you but it's important to find a way to be like you know what you might not fully agree but i know that this this works and that i did a really mm-hmm. great job on it absolutely and it it also goes back to what you said about confidence and having self and being self confident enough to know that even if my partner in crime is like, nah, I think you could have done it differently. You know, you can respect what they say, but also know that, dude, I did a hell of a job there. You know, I mm-hmm. did that. And
0: that's true. And
1: it being okay because as long as I think it's important for you to know.
0: You know. Like, oh, absolutely.
1: Like, that's, that's the key right there, is you knowing, even if everyone in your circle may not, um, may not know or understand, but ideal, you want that group who do. Like, that's what you want.
0: That's true. And it doesn't mean they have to be on the same. I know a lot of people say find people who are like-minded. I agree with that. I, f- I find people who are going the same place as you. I agree with that all of that to a certain extent. I think it's great to have people in different places and different mindsets, not necessarily, you know, to follow you everywhere that you're going to go. But sometimes it's good to have somebody with a different mind so they can give you a different perspective on what you're doing. Absolutely.
1: I love that about my circle um, because we're not all the same at all. You know, like everyone has different, Different pieces and different, like you said, mindset. Um, yeah, I I don't think I could have friends who are just like me. Not one hundred
0: percent. I am a total nerd, so I need a good
1: balance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, I'm definitely a nerd. I definitely nerd out on certain things, and it, it's good sometimes to get some people that look at me kind of side out to be like, "All right, that's cool," but you ain't got to go like that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm, you're right. I'm good. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's great to have that. It's really yeah. great to have that circle of people who are different, um, and can help you see things from different aspects. Because if you see, if everybody's saying yes, sir, yes, sir, or no, ma'am, or yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, it, it's not always good for you. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's great when everybody's on the same page and it's an easy decision to move forward. Yes. But what about when somebody's like, hmm, I don't know. And everyone else is saying yes. That's when I kind of lean more towards that person and say, tell me why. Help me understand why you feel a no when everyone else is saying yes. And sometimes they could be absolutely right. Like, hey, because that's the easy thing to do. But the right thing to do would be X, Y, and Z, which no one's telling you. Right. So. And and I think we talked about betrayals earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yes, it is, and that's exactly what I was about to say. People talk about betrayals. Sometimes we think people are betraying us because they don't agree with us. When really they're still telling us what's right out of everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's easier to go with the flow. It's much harder to stand out and explain on on a firm, solid ground why this shouldn't happen or why this you know that's not a good idea. That's hard speaking to a friend
1: right exactly yeah and i think it goes back to like what the topic is about right like like tooting your own horn for my that's my struggle Mm -hmm. that one person who's like "Mm, was it though i'm like yeah absolutely everyone else liked it you know why wouldn't you what about this part that wasn't really (laughs) there? And it's, it's almost like that nitpicker. So for me, if I get one negative thing, it kind of like deteriorates the whole thing. Like that one small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Without realizing that that small situation probably was
0: super tiny
1: in the (laughs) grand scheme. But it didn't matter because it's like, no, it wasn't perfect. Like, it has to be perfect. And then it's like, yes, I got it. You know, I can celebrate it. We're we're good. But mm-hmm. it's like, but it wasn't perfect, you know, but also life isn't perfect. And, and I am, I call myself a reformed perfectionist um, mm, and explain. reform people pleaser. I'm trying to change my mindset to feel like things don't have to be 100% right and 100% mm. perfect. Uh, especially like with my life, like, cause I used to have a timeline that timeline, like way off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just being okay with like where I am now and where things are, like that was something I had to work through. And at work the same way if I have an event I have to make sure it it all goes right there can be like no hiccups at all because I always felt like I had so many eyes on me
0: Mm. okay yeah I can understand that I think I think part of what makes me and I know this just frustrated the hell out of my parents when I was growing up I was never a perfectionist and I was never a person that was like oh I gotta have it done this and this way which in essence right now makes me mad about my kids because they kind of got the same thing. And I'd be like, come on, you got to take some pride in something. And they'll look at me and be like, well, I do take pride, but I did the best I can do. i am like, but you could have done better. That's the perfectionist in me talking, even though I wasn't like that as a kid. And now I look at my, my kids and be like, I just feel like, <laughs> I'm not saying they don't care, but they get it done and they feel good about what they did. And I'm like, well, you, you could have got higher than a B. Uh, but I got to be, I passed. Next? You know, that's the kind of attitude that I had. Oh my kid. God. <laughs> it's, that's what I had as a kid. So yeah. they have that now. And I kind of feel my parents because my parents are like, strive to do your best. Yeah, but I got to be, so let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. we're good. That is
1: my best. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't fail, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I get that. And I, I think for me, I've never been a perfectionist and that's why I've been okay with not necessarily settling. I won't say that, but being okay where every, where the dice landed pretty much like, Oh, okay. I got a B cool. I got a C cool. I got a D. Ooh, they're not going to like this, but you know, all right, it's not F. That's the kind of mentality that I have. And I think that's why it's easier for me to not be um, thrown off when people come forward and say, it wasn't perfect. I can honestly look and say, okay, well, what wasn't good about it? Or what wasn't, you know, what went wrong that wouldn't make it that way? And they say, oh, well, you could have done this better. I could easily agree and say, okay, i get you. And then you know what I feel? Mm -hmm. But it's done, so let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I think it helps me mentally. (laughs) Yeah, it helps mentally with me deal with things, not to be the person um, hanging over it four days later to say, Oh man, I, I missed that one word that I mispronounced, or um, I stuttered over, or something, or you know, I got tongue-tied on that particular word during the briefing. Whatever the case may be, I understand mistakes are going to happen. Yes, if you're perfect, that's cool. However, what's perfect? I don't know anything, especially in my job, that's perfect. <laughs> so why would you expect me to be right? No disrespect to the military, but we all know there's nothing perfect about it anything daily in the military it's always on the fly and you do the best you can and if something doesn't go right at the moment you adjust and make the best out of it
1: and honestly that's life, you know it and that that's why i say i'm more of a reform perfectionist Mm. because i had to realize that it's not always going to be that way like there's always going to be hiccups. There's always going to be changes. And the issue for me always becomes when it's a hiccup and it's something like major for me, that's where the struggle is. But and so I would have to work harder to realize, you know what? I still got it done. Even whatever happened, there were very minimum issues. It had nothing to do with the program or nothing to do with the event like it didn't change the outcome you know like it didn't Mm -hmm. change the outcome me taking six years to graduate with my master's did not change the outcome i still have my master's degree Mm. and you do yeah and that's and that's something that i have to tell myself even now um thinking about the process of if i want to like pursuing a doctoral degree it doesn't matter how or what that looks like how long it could take it's if i want that dr at the front of my name
0: true that is absolutely true i so, yeah i commend you because you're talking about, you know, and this is something else I think of when we get into certain situations. You're like, it doesn't matter that it took me six years to graduate. And I look at it and be like, for some people, it took them, and it's still taking them them six years to start. They've gone nowhere just yet. But you've done you know, so that's how (laughs) I look at it.
1: Yeah. And, And I didn't, and I have to remind myself of that. Like, you know, I could, I could be inspiring people just sharing that journey of it taking mm-hmm. longer and knowing that it's it's okay. You know, it's okay if it takes longer, as long as you do it how and what works for you. It worked for me because I didn't pay. I used my tuition waiver each semester there that I go. that I got, so I got a free education, and it took longer. But I gained so much experience. I didn't feel rushed in the process. Um, it it definitely was like a load off having done it that way. Versus it sounds like it. Yeah. Instead of like if I was just doing it full time, trying to squeeze it all in. In pain. I, <laughs> that pain and part pain, is important. In pain because <laughs> grad school is
0: expensive. Like. Very expensive. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, the free part got me. Because the free a free education that I have to take a little more time for is definitely, it, w- it would be the step for me versus one that I can, you know, no offense to anyone else who's done this. 18, 19 months, but I'm paying buku's of dollars and taking out loans. Nah. We've been through that before. <laughs> I ain't doing that yeah. no more. Yeah.
1: Oh, I... I definitely made that decision. I was like, "Mm, dated for undergrad. And, and I definitely, I tried to was my option. But when Mm -hmm. I really was ready for it, I was in the right place at the right time where it was able to happen. I think had I not been working where, where I am, I might, not even have pursued it, but I knew that it was something that I desired for myself and I needed to, I needed to make it happen. But I was even right mindset. My mindset changed whenever I knew I was ready to go for it and actually work on my master's like everything changed it was like this immediate shift
0: Hmm. so how did you feel about that what was that shift like was that was that another thing that you kind of congratulated yourself on did you you understand that that was the shift right away
1: i i think it's more reflection i didn't realize the shift until i was probably like midway into the graduate program Well, actually, so yeah, I would say midway into the program, I did a graduate certificate first because that was the best way through the program. And that was a little bit shorter of a process. And that was probably when it was like, oh, this is real. And you can really keep moving forward with this. So I did celebrate, I celebrated that moment and I celebrated. That this wasn't as hard as I thought, at least in that part, you know, just easy. Working through research and defense, that's a whole different thing right
0: there. That's a whole <laughs> different
1: ballgame. <laughs> that was not easy.
0: Um, and here's what I'm going to give I, you a pat on the back. Out loud, verbally celebrate, applaud, because you did such a good job on that, that they invited you to speak to other people about that very same defense, correct?
1: Yeah, my poster, my poster session
0: was is on my defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we know you killed it. You killed it so well. They want to have a public exhibition of you killing it again. <laughs> yes. So yes. that's amazing. That's what we got. To, we talk about. You got to pat yourself on the back. And here you're saying, well, you know, maybe it could have been better. Yada yada yada. Me, the, the me talking in the room. It's like it could have been it could have been no better because they're inviting you to talk about it to other people. Right. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You got they an definitely. encore essentially.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's that's what it felt like. It was like an encore, like, you know, you did an amazing job. We really enjoyed it. And now we want you to do this. I need to figure out how to frame it, but it's like 24 by 36. So it's a pretty big poster.
0: Oh girl, frame I don't really it.
1: know. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. do advertising or, or commercials, or anything. But this is when you go to Michael's and get the custom frame job, and you use the coupon for seventy five percent off. <laughs> right, right. There you go. <laughs> uh, there's gonna be there's a wall big enough to frame what you've done. I yeah. frame much, much smaller things <laughs> that didn't mean as much. Dude, those jerseys I framed us bigger than that, that poster you're talking about. So you're all right. You're good. Find a wall for it. Metaphorically yeah. and, and actually physically. Yeah. Listeners, if you got something you're proud of, find a wall for it. Hang that shit up. And don't be ashamed to hang it up and tell people what you did. Yeah. That's why was important. Just to document. I,
1: You know how you venture into photography. And I think... It's about storytelling, right?
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Yep. And, and for me, taking photos, that's how I tell the story. That's I, that's really how I celebrate. Is from journaling, but also in the memories from the photos.
0: Mm, okay. And
1: seeing it, like for my graduate school journey, I documented that. Like I took photos. I had videos. Um, I took screenshots of emails and everything (laughs) and compiled it for like this amazing story of the journey, like just showing off what that journey was like for me. Um, So I definitely use, use photos like visuals to do that because it's good to see. And I don't know if that's part of, I know you do photography because you love it, but I'm sure a little bit of that in there is linked to like a celebration.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And I've thought about that before because a lot of the pictures that I take are, are, it's not necessarily for the likes and the, I'm not going to say necessarily. It's definitely not for the likes and the comments and the, you know, the, the add me, follow me kind of thing. It's more along the lines so that when I no longer have a voice, there's certain things that will be left behind that will always tell what happened. You know, if it's as simple as going to California or, you know, winning this award and there's a picture of the award, there's a picture of me getting the award, something like that. You know, there's always something there to document and talk about um, what I did, what I experienced, what I felt, how I felt it, what I saw. Right. Right. I can understand that. And that's your journaling is why you do that. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm.
0: And there's reasons why. Uh, Listeners find a reason why um, and document it. Whether it be some people are really good at drawing and you want to draw the things you experienced or draw a representation of that. That's cool. Paint, whatever. uh, Sketching. Uh, journaling, taking photos, recording videos, making little montages of things, that's dope. Um, I like that too. Find something, to find a way to document what you're saying. That could be the pat on the back. The pat on the back doesn't have to be literally looking in the mirror and being like, you was a bad motherfucker. That's right. that's not how it has to go.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I do yeah. that, but that's not how it has to go. <laughs> Let me tell you, my pep talks are the best. I, I leave the bathroom feeling dope. Cause you can't tell me that I didn't just pet myself up so bad. I'm my own hype man. And I'm cool with that. But you know, there are other things that you can do. Like you can take a picture of, and I've done this actually. I won an award. which is the first time and I'm going to be honest. I know I'm really good at my job and I know other people have told me that I'm not good. Right. So after hearing somebody, a short story, um, I had this high-ranking person come in and do an inspection on my program, and she felt so good about the inspection that I had with the program, she took a, a selfie with me afterwards oh. and sent it to me, and I'm like, yo, I've never had an inspector come in and be like, oh, wow, you're killing the game, right? and you know, my son was, I was, you know, a single dad at the time, my son was with me at work because he was, you know, out of school that day, so she was like, oh. And you got your kid here and you're doing this and you're killing the game. Come on, man, jump in this photo real quick. So she put it up, you know, send it out to, you know, my leadership or whatever. And, you know, the community that I work for, you know, we have a little Facebook page and she put it up there and it was dope. I really liked it. Um, the next time I had an inspection three or four days later, and this is kind of what we talked about. Right. Um, sometimes people don't want to hear of your success or see you happy with your success. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm saying this some people are like, ooh but I'm real. A few months later, somebody came in and did another inspection because they weren't necessarily happy with the good results I had from the inspection. And they came in and did their inspection and, you know, started writing up all this stuff. Now, the funny thing was my leadership at the time was saying, how are you coming in and finding all this? And this was done by somebody else. So thank God that I had people that believed in me and understood that the first person that came through Mm -hmm. has expertise in this. And you just seem to be really harping on. Yeah, I I don't want to say it, but that's what it is. You're harping on things that really don't matter. Right. Nor is that a true problem. This is how you would like it to be done, but that's not the standard of how it has to be done. Yeah. And so that's in essence because you were talking about it early, and it really just hit me of what that was like dang you was a whole hater so you came out here and did an inspection wrote up a whole bunch of stuff that was only based on how you would do it not on how the standard is right and that's what i learned that that selfie to me i actually printed that out i was petty for the moment i printed that selfie out that the lady took with me and when the person had to come back to give me the exit brief even though i'd already read the report it was sitting on my desk as a reminder not just to me, but also to the other person. Like, yo, this this person came through and thought that I was doing a good job. And now after they did that, you're here to discredit what they said. Right. And it, it's, but- it's a little worrisome. I'm not going to get you. I'm not going to say it's not. It was worrisome until I realized I'm doing the same thing that several other people have said is an amazing job. And here's one person saying it's not.
1: So. And it's like the weight of it, you know, like most of the time it's like well, yeah, it doesn't weigh nearly as much, especially whenever, you know, and it's really knowing like, I don't want to say whose voice matter, but really it's about whose voice matter.
0: Oh, that's, that's exactly what it is. Now, I'm not saying the person's voice didn't matter. It yeah. just wasn't relevant. <laughs> at the time. Right. Yeah. Because technically God was my boss, so it did matter. But then it's like how are you coming in to say this when this has already been determined at a much higher level? We're meeting the standards and surpassing it. Right. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's right. It's whose voice matters at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, the voices will always change and whether they matter or not, that will always change too. But at that particular time, your voice has been deemed null and void. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Point blank. (laughs) Yep, but that's what we have to talk about. Who you celebrate in front of? Because I was really happy, and um yeah. I wasn't necessarily friends with the person, so I didn't go running over to tell them. But you know, when an email goes out and lets leadership know, like, "Hey, this is one of your top performers." Everybody see sees them, it. yeah. You see him pick up his clipboard and say, "Oh yeah," and you're like, "Oh, here he goes." <laughs> so, let me let me see what I see. Let's yeah, see let me let me see what I can see. So, but. Yep, absolutely true, though. We, we do have to know who we celebrate in front of. There are haters, there are naysays, and I know I'm a person that tells people all the time, I've said it on the podcast, stop saying you got haters because people are telling you the truth. Right. But we also spoke about it and said, sometimes you're going to have a person that just doesn't stand with the rest of the people. We said that earlier. It's okay to listen to them. I did definitely listen to the guy that said, this is wrong, this is bad, yada, 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 until i Verify for myself. That's not necessarily the truth. Thank you for your opinion. I appreciate it. It's not necessarily the truth. Yeah,
1: and knowing that we take things with a grain of salt, right? Like that's absolutely take with a grain of salt. Like there could be a small piece in there that was worth listening to, but absolutely again, it wasn't relevant. Like it wasn't relevant to to the discussion. It wasn't relevant to. The situation, the things that were nitpicking, if somebody else saw it and thought that it was really good yep. and commended yes. you for it, like, it's its almost like those super tight comparisons. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to fine-tooth this, and I'm looking at it from
0: a more detailed side. And, yes, and that's exactly know. what it was. <laughs> and it was seen for that. That was the crazy part, was... um. I was worried. I really was. Because I'm like, what? How did I just, you know, how did I just ace this? And then not even five days later, it apparently this is a bowl of crap. But like I said, I had leadership that looked at it and said, no, <laughs> we're yeah. okay. You're okay. This is, like he said, this is not the standard. This is how this person wants it to be done. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, like they said, they gave me some validation and said, "This, this is totally meaningless. Oh, okay, cool. So we're just going to ignore this and I'm good. Yes, you're good. You're fine. Good to go. (laughs) And that's when you give yourself the pat on the back, even though you realize there was somebody there who didn't want you to do as well as you were doing. Right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So in conclusion for this this episode, y'all heard us talk and rant and laugh and joke, but in all seriousness, it's okay to give yourself the pat on the back. It's okay to give yourself the pep talk in the mirror if you need to be, you know, if you need do so. Um, We're also saying don't don't exclude people who want to give you an an answer or an option. It's okay to have people who may not agree with everything you say because it gives you a different perspective. Mm -hmm. You just have to kind of weed out the people that are hating. (laughs) As much as I hate saying it, there will be some people in your corner that will not like the fact that you're doing an amazing job. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Life yeah. is unfair sometimes. And and so are the people in your corner. They may not all be there for the good times. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank Star. Uh, once again, she's from the Lotus Star Show. It's my favorite podcast. I'm not even lies It's above my own. I love listening to them because I know them, number one, and they always come with, with such an equally balanced approach on things. It's amazing. You get a chance to listen to it. Um, hopefully new episodes are coming out soon. I know both of you guys are busy and doing things and pursuing things in life. Great. still be some episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to work on that. We're going to
0: work on that. <laughs> But Thank you so much, Star. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much, y'all. Listen out for the Lotus Star Pod Show. And this has been another episode of a Truly Candid Podcast. Thank you for listening.